I like open-ended podcasting because, you know, I can make a podcast about comic book movies and they're never going to stop making comic book movies. So there's mm -hmm. no, uh, you know, completion date, it, it, you know, in the future, really. It's true. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation, your favorite fandom conversation show. I'm your host, Brandon T. McClure, your guide on this journey through your podcaster's fandom. As always, I'm going to get into a few things before the interview, but it is time-coded. Uh, if you want to just jump to it, I won't blame you. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with the cast of Dean Dark. I really enjoyed doing that one, and some of the cast has even reached out to me to express how fun the episode was. And I hope the audience feels that way as well. Thank you to Dan and the crew for coming on. And once again, congrats on Dean Dark. It's just going into their mid-season finale. Really great show, you guys. Check it out. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to remind everyone to rate the show on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Twitter. The link is in the description. You can also follow us at FakeNerdPod on Instagram, where we upload updates for all the shows. And if you'd like to be part of the show, please reach out to me through my socials or email at conversationpod at gmail.com. All right, let's talk about this week's guest, though. Travis Bowe is the host of the Real Comic Heroes podcast, the Marvel Events Timeline podcast, and the upcoming Minute of Thieves podcast. I don't believe that one's currently out. We talk about it in this episode. We talk about Minute podcasts. Very interesting discussion there. I had a great time talking to Travis. Uh, he's from the Podmates group, which I've talked about before, and uh, most of, I think, last season ended up being Podmates. I think most of this season ended up being podmates i already thought i thought i had already talked to him about conversation it uh, turns out i didn't so i rectified that now this was a really interesting conversation because we go into a lot of gatekeeping topics and i share a lot of m my thoughts on why and how gatekeeping got so bad in fantasy spaces and uh you know we talk about things like how not liking star wars the last jedi for purely technical reasons like thinking it's boring or you don't like a certain plot line have kind of pushed people into hating it for superficial reasons kind of that fandom divide that's happened um he has really good insight into that he does mention during our star wars talk and you know star wars talk does have this effect on people he does get a little heated uh but he has got a great perspective on this uh and we had a great conversation about it and i hope you guys really enjoy it and i hope he enjoyed it uh i hope it wasn't too frustrating for him but hey i'm finishing this intro in record time because that's really everything i need to say before we get into this um i'm sure you guys are going to miss hearing my voice but don't worry i'll be back at the end of the interview i had a really great time talking to travis so without further ado here's travis bow of the real comic heroes podcast all right i'm here with travis bow from the real comic heroes podcast how are you doing doing well how are you doing okay i'm doing okay it's it's a uh, i'm recording this on a sunday um and uh we normally do our our main podcast on sundays so i'm i got a busy day ahead of me right on that's never a bad thing so why don't you tell the audience a bit about yourself um yeah i'm i'm travis and i've been a podcaster since 2015 um i've been doing uh, real comic heroes since then and that is a 
know, uh, podcast that we do uh, comic book movie reviews. We go in like uh, we go in release order. We started with Superman and the Mole Men from 1951. And as of this recording, we've made it to Steel and Spawn from 1997. So mm-hmm. we've you know made it into the late 90s and are on a bit of a hiatus right now. But we'll be getting on mic soon and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. I would but, imagine that uh, uh, the 20th century is a little easier to get through than the 21st century. <laughs> I don't know. There have been some some rough, you know, patches. We did all of the uh, I mean, we've certainly had fun, but there was some stuff in the 70s, you know, some made for TV Marvel movies that Mm. just were not great. You know, Howard the Duck, Um, some of the a few of the Planet of the Apes episodes that we covered that were, you know, not not great. Uh, Things like that. Oh, you counted Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we. uh we expanded our list of comic book movies to mm. include things like James Bond and, you know, Star Wars and Planet of the Apes and things like that. I mean, certainly comic books have been made about these uh, franchises since they have been movies, but they didn't necessarily originate from movies. But, you know, we wanted to fill, you know, expand the list a little bit and talk about more stuff than just Marvel, DC for so long until the you know aughts that's true um you have other shows though i do yeah so my second podcast which was i think started in 2000 man it's i I don't know 2017 maybe Mm -hmm. uh was a movies by minutes podcast called watchman minute Mm -hmm. um i'll back up and explain what a movies by minutes podcast is and case your audience isn't familiar uh movies by minutes was a format originated by star wars minute Mm -hmm. Um, these guys wanted to talk about star wars you know on a podcast but specifically the movies and at the time there were six movies so they wanted to figure out a way to do that more than six episodes Mm -hmm. so eventually they figured out what if we cut the movie into one minute pieces and then do an episode on each minute of the movie. And, you know, since that time, I think they started in 2013 and have made it. They're about to start Rise of Skywalker. So they've made it oh, through true. most everything. Um, they did it in, you know, release order. So they went from they followed the, the release order of the films. And, yeah, I mean, that podcast spun off into, you know, People did Back to the Future, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Um, someone's doing all the uh, Marvel movies in release order. I mean, there's minute, one minute at a time. Oh, yeah. Uh, some some podcasts will kind of veer off of that a little bit, and they might do five minutes at a time, or like Terminator Two, they did two minutes at a time because it's in the name, so they've played with the format a little bit, but uh, yeah. So anyways, I uh, had been listening to that podcast nearly since the the beginning and then decided all of a sudden, like I want to do one of these and Ninja Turtles had already been taken. That was kind of one that I wanted to do. 
Um, but yeah, it suddenly occurred to me that I, I wanted to talk about Zack Snyder's uh, Watchmen. The we ended up talking about the director's cut of Watchmen. You know, one minute at a time. So it ended up being 186 episodes where we went through that movie minute by minute, and uh, Jeez. It, it was a great you know experience. I loved doing it, and uh, kind of stepped away from movies by minutes for a little while. I, I've guested on, you know, many shows since wrapping up Watchmen, but uh, I'm ready to start my own. Uh, I, I started another movies by minutes project. And, you know, even just 20 minutes ago before we uh, started recording, I was in the middle of uh, pre-production for my upcoming movie by minutes show uh, minute of thieves where I'll be going through Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, one minute at a time. Interesting. So, yeah. What I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but what compels people to do a minute by minute podcast? Because I would imagine that after that, some weeks you just say the same thing because it's not like the the minute is that different all the time. Sure. I, I think you'd be surprised. I think if you, you know, Next time you're watching a movie, just look at your, you know, watch and just look at a minute and, and, you know, see how much stuff happens in a minute. I mean, sure. Sometimes it's just a, it might be a, a long car drive through the, you know, on a highway. It may not be much going on, but you know, there's, I mean, like I said, we did, you know, three hours plus of Watchmen and there were never any episodes. We just didn't have anything to say. Right. You know, so it's 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 crazy. The you, you, yeah, like I said, you'd be surprised at what you, there is to talk about. And when you bring in guests and they bring in their perspectives and you can always kind of always default to what their history is with the franchise that you're talking about and things like that. So that helps. I would imagine you have to really like the movie. For sure. Yeah. I don't think I like Watchmen enough to do it. <laughs> Well, it's already been done. So yeah, true. that one that one's off your plate. You don't have to worry about that one. Well, I'm just thinking about like what could I what like I, I'm not cut out for a minute by minute podcast. <laughs> I do too much. But like if I did, I don't even know what movie I would do. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I guess I, I can plug the the movies by minutes, you know, community as a whole. If you go to moviesbyminutes.com, you can see the list of all of them that have been done. And it's mm. there's over I think the last time I looked, it was like 216 individual podcasts, you know, and some of those podcasts are doing the full franchise. So that's not just 216 movies. It's you know individual shows that you know, might do a, a full trilogy or, or whatever. So, man, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I admire that commitment. I really do. Um, and do you, do you have another show? Uh, yes. So I kind of took what I did with Real Comic Heroes, where we go through everything in release order, which is also you know, taking the aspect of movies by minutes of doing everything one minute at a time. So I, I had been talking to a friend of mine and we had been sharing recommendations for uh, just what comic books to read. And we got really into reading old Marvel comics. Uh, we both had the Marvel Unlimited, you know, digital comic reading app where you can basically go back to the start and read everything. And so, yeah, we were just uh, recommending storylines to each other and just talking about it through through Messenger. And I said, 
you know, I, I think there's something here, like a comic book book club or something that we could do. We could make a podcast out of it. He's also a podcaster. And so we just got the ball rolling and started having more conversations about how do we turn this into a podcast? And then I thought, well, let's start at the beginning. And the beginning of Marvel Comics actually starts, you know, about 20 some years before or nearly 30 years before Marvel. It started in 1939 with Timely Comics, mm -hmm. you know, where Captain America came from and uh, Namor, the Submariner and Human Torch and, and a bunch of other characters. So we decided to start with that and we were going to hit big moments, big, uh, you know, you know, big creators talk about the artists, not just talk about the issues of the comics. And so, yeah, we started with, uh, uh, with Marvel comics, number one from 1939 and talked about, you know, we progressed from there. we we made it through uh, world war two kind of finished talking about, we finished talking about the, the war and kind of how timely comics played a part in that and how some of the artists and writers, left you know put down their pencils and went to war you know jack kirby literally fought you know in europe and we did an episode about him and joe simon and and what stan lee did in in the war or you know kind of what he did in america mm -hmm. while serving he didn't go overseas but uh yeah so we we did some of those episodes and then we've taken a hiatus and we're gonna kind of see what's next um we've got a little period between World War II and when Timely then becomes Atlas Comics in the 1950s. And so in the 1950s, we'll have a lot of romance and Western and, you know, space adventures and monster comics that should be a lot of fun. But I'm really looking forward to getting to the 60s and, and you know, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Hulk, all the, the characters, you know. Right. And so that podcast is called Marvel Events Timeline. And so we just go through the major events, major storylines, the creators, the characters, one event at a time. Interesting. Yeah. You're a very ambitious podcaster. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like open-ended podcasting because, you know, I can make a podcast about comic book movies and they're never going to stop making comic book movies. So there's mm -hmm. no, uh, you know, completion date it you know in the future really it's true uh okay so obviously you're a comic book fan a little bit yeah um i don't think you dedicate an entire podcast to that being a little bit of a fan um but i was curious because this is a fandom podcast um would you say that's your biggest fandom is comic books yeah um it, it's and i and i compartmentalize everything you know i'd say um sometimes i'm a bigger comic book movie fan you know than say reading comics necessarily um and that that waxes and wanes and yeah sometimes i just get in, into a run where all i want to do is read old 60s marvel comics so but yeah i i think comic books you know as an umbrella is, is my biggest fandom so what what fandoms would you say that you're a part of uh, well, definitely, you know, Marvel Comics specifically, you know, DC, not so much. Um, I've, I've 
dipped my toe into a lot of DC over the years, but I'm, I'm really a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's star Wars, you know, star Wars is a huge part of my fandom, you know, um, of what I, you know, seek out and, and what I enjoy doing. Um, what else is there? I mean, there's, there's so much to be a fan of these days, but I'd say right. those are my big two. And then, you know, the, the, a lot of other typical uh, Star Trek, you know, I really in Star Trek and, um, but then I, I don't, I'd say the, the fandoms that I'm not a part of are like anime. Hmm. Um, what else? Godzilla. I, I like some Godzilla, but I'm not, yeah. you know, die hard, you know, into kaiju movies and all the history of it. I've, I've seen oh. a lot of them, but yeah. Um, it, what I'm always so interested in, um, everyone's journey is different. Um, uh, what, how did you get into those spaces when you were younger? How did you participate in the fandom spaces when you were younger? And this is all like pre podcast. So pre sure, sure. Yeah. 2015. <laughs> um, so I would say for comic books in general, you know, I probably became aware of comic books in, the early nineties, maybe very late eighties. And, um, uh, just in school, you know, the, you know, shows like Batman, the animated series and Fox's X-Men show. And, and eventually the Spider-Man animated series, those were a huge thing, but, but in school, a couple years before those shows in school, you know, uh, the, comic book trading cards were a big thing and especially oh, sure. in a in a class they were small you could easy easy to kind of hide and and trade with people not get them confiscated as, as for whatever reason you know and so that i i started collecting comic book cards and didn't really know anything about the characters but the the images look really cool i love you know comic book art uh since since then so I think then it was I realized like I like this Spider-Man character. He looks really cool and then started to buy comic books. Uh, my actually my first comic book that I ever owned was a, a Batman issue. It's the issue directly after Bane breaks Batman's uh, back. Sure, so it's yeah. like the first issue where he's trying to figure out how to move forward. And mm-hmm. uh, but then after that, like I would buy use my allowance and buy any Spider-Man book that I could get a hold of. And um, it was, you know, I've, I've discovered that, you know, you can go into a comic book store and you can buy just whatever they have. Sometimes it's random. I never own, you know, for the longest time, I, I never owned any two issues that were, you know, back to back. So mm-hmm. I would always just read these random issues and, didn't know what the context was for the story. So luckily most of them would have a little bit of a, a recap at the start. And, um, so it just went from there and collecting the comic book, comic cards, like I said, and, and then eventually the comics and um, yeah, I mean, all through the nineties I was collecting comics. Mm-hmm. And so went from Spider-Man to like Wolverine and some of the X-Men stuff. And then, you know, 97 rolls around and they relaunch uh, Deadpool book and i get into him and i get into spawn from image comics and then i'd say like towards the end of the 90s you know i'm i'm 
I graduate high school in 2001, go to college. I kind of put comics away for, for the most part for a couple years there. And then, you know, 2002, 2003, I get back into Marvel, start reading Spider-Man again and Captain America and a couple other character Avengers. And then, you know, civil war happens and I'm, I'm back into Marvel big time then and planet Hulk and just, couple of things like that, that, that really drew me back into collecting in a big, bad way. Um, so yeah, and been just collecting books ever since I'm, I'm a primarily a Spider-Man collector, but. So reading comic books is generally a a solitary, um, Mm. activity. Um, for sure. Is that is so, and you're also a star Wars, you're also, you consider yourself in the star Wars fandom. Um, what, how did you participate in those spaces? Were you kind of more of a solitary fan? Were you like, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone with my comic books. Or were you like, Oh, I want to go to conventions. I want to hang out. I want to find my group. I want to find people. I want to, I want to geek out. I want spaces to where I can share this stuff. Sure. No, that's a great question. I mean, I was always very much a solitary loner comic book collector and and didn't really have a lot of people to talk about this stuff with you know the kids at school would maybe also be watching those you know cartoons that i was also watching batman and spider-man and x-men and and stuff but i didn't really know too many people that were collecting comics um Mm -hmm. so yeah i never really had a lot of people to talk to about this stuff certainly didn't know anything about comic book conventions um the the comic book stores in my area were very much the you know the simpsons comic book guy you know mm-hmm. that just very like yeah. jerk mentality you walk in they treat you like they just don't have time for your you know questions or to help you so i never felt good walking into a comic book store um until then you know years later i, I went into a, a different comic book store and the guy said, hey, let me know if there's anything I can pull for you. And and then I started having him pull uh, the the World War Hulk series and and or uh, maybe it was Planet. Yeah, it, it was World War Hulk. And from that day forward, that was like 2008, maybe um, from then on, I've been only buying comics more or less from that that same store he still has a pull list for me so finally found a place a store where i was felt welcomed um but uh yeah as far as as talking about comics with friends i mean i could talk if someone had a question i could talk to them about about it but i never really sought out people to talk about this stuff with um this is pre you know pre-internet I mean, not pre-internet, but pre, you know, social media for sure. Um, pre-podcasting and all that. But um, yeah, so it's kind of been a struggle the last couple of years of being able to talk about this stuff with people. Certainly talking about it on a podcast helps. It's easier for me to do it that way. Uh, but just having a conversation with someone about, you know, X, Y, and Z podcast or a uh, comic. It's It's been a little difficult for me. Well, that brings us nicely into the next question, the next kind of area that I want to be in, which is um, what brought you to your podcast? What made you decide, not necessarily mm. the minute by minute podcast, but what made you decide to do the comic book movie podcast or mm. the comic book um, history timeline sure. podcast? 
Um, was it a sense of wanting that community or were you just like, I, I need to talk about this? <laughs> a little bit of both. You know, I got into pod listening to podcasts, you know, in I'm trying to remember when like Nerdist started and then Kevin Smith did Smodcast. Um, Doug Benson did uh, Doug Loves Movies. And those were like the three pillars of my comic book listening I'm sorry, podcast listening. Um, so that went on for years. And then I would start to branch out and find other shows that were talking about, you know, getting more, more specific in what they were talking about and talking specifically about a, a type of movie or a run of comics, stuff like that. And, and eventually I, I knew I wanted to do a podcast. And the first time, Sorry, let me back up. Um, I got into, of, of all things, I got into watching Battlestar Galactica, which hey, that's a great show. It is, yeah. Which so listen, watching that show led me to let me see if there's a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. There was, there was a show called at the time was called Resurrection Cast. And they went through episode by episode and the host had watched the show several times and she was taking two brand new viewers through the, the series. So I, you know, got into that show, followed along with it and then got a chance to guest, you know, they had a, a nice little community of, of listeners, I think on Facebook at the time. And um yeah i got a chance to be on the show and and so that was the first time i was on a podcast so i did two two or three episodes uh with them and then did the finale like three three part you know Battlestar series finale did that mm -hmm. with them and after that it was kind of like I, I need to do a podcast I, I just don't know you know i i kept putting the cart before the horse where mm -hmm. I, I, I thought I had to figure out, I have to set up a podcast network first. And then that way I can, because of course I'll want to do a comic book review show. And then I'll want to do a, let's say a Smallville rewatch podcast. And then I'll want to do a movie, com you know, comic book movie review show. So I kept thinking like, I want to do these, all these types of shows under one you know, network essentially. Yeah. So I kept thinking that was, that was my block. Like sure. I, I didn't know how to start the whole thing, you know, without just starting a small part of it. I, I just couldn't, couldn't figure that out yet. And, um, um, my wife knew that I wanted to do a podcast and it just knew that I was struggling with, with all of this stuff. And so she and a friend decided like on a Friday night, Hey, we're going to talk, start a podcast and we're just going to go through Netflix and review movies and, and, you know, watch and review movies. So by Sunday, they had recorded an episode, you know, just straight to the laptop. I mean, just using the no gear, anything really. Yeah. And uh, had an episode recorded and, you know, hadn't figured out where to put it, what to do with it yet. But basically, I think she was just trying to prove to me, like, you just need to do it, you know, just. Yeah. Um, yeah that makes so sense. yeah so shortly after I finally figured out okay I'm just going to start with a comic book movie review podcast and then that's where 
you know, that led me to reach out to a friend to be my co-host and, you know, it, it grew from there. So. What's interesting about that is that I think a lot of people have the same struggle when they make a podcast, when they, when you're first like, I want to do a podcast, where do I start? Realistically, once you, once you are in it, it's like, all you need is a microphone and a computer and you're going right. to the race. That's re- you're, you're done. Just start talking. Yeah. But going into it, it kind of, kind of feels so daunting. Um, like, because um, when I, so fake Nerd podcast is not my first podcast. Hmm. Um, it was a show called recordings of an English jackass, which you cannot find anymore. <laughs> okay. um, it's an old show. It was an old sketch comedy show that I did with my friends. And we, and we had a, uh, pretty good equipment at the time now if you listen back i've listened to some of the old episodes they sound sure. like garbage <laughs> of um, course yeah but it, what was so going when i decided to go back into podcasting with this show fickner podcast uh not this show but you know my my mothership show fickner podcast yeah um i knew that like i just need to get it out there i just need to get it started and i need to get the ball rolling i can't be right. thinking about everything else and now there are off and on eight shows that I, that I run and produce. Nice. Um, so really like whenever people ask me, how do you start a podcast? Get a microphone, <laughs> download audacity, right. Start talking. And you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your podcast, so you started with the comic book movie podcast, right? Yeah. And you felt like that was the one where you're like, just want to talk about movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, we started actually that show started out as a, uh, audio commentary. Like we would go along with the movie we were watching and do audio oh, yeah. commentary. And that was a nightmare for editing. You know, you gotta I, sync it up. It's awful. Gotta sync it up. We have to be there in the same room together because at that time, like Skype was around and I'm sure there were some other, you know, uh, streaming, you know, things like, like this, like StreamYard and, and zoom and, but yeah, we were, I wasn't, I didn't trust Skype enough to think that it would work seamlessly, that both yeah. of us would be able to sync up a movie at the same time. So it was easier for him, him and I just to be in the same room together. And then, you know, even with that, with, you know, trying to record in a house with, you know, my, basically meant that my wife had to then be in a different room, you know, mm-hmm locked away you know more or less uh because she could be walking around the house making you know noise you know stuff like that that it it bugged me that that my show was restricting her uh you know and just getting up to go to the bathroom how do you pause the recording and the movie and you know and then get it to sync up later it was just a too many uh you know factors that got really annoying so we we, after like six episodes we abandoned the commentary format and just went to you know straight up movie review kind of style where we we'd watch the movie on our own take notes and then kind of walk through the movie more or less kind of bringing up points that we we you know notes that we took along the way and uh yeah so that's that's worked out for us, you know, pretty well. We've done a few other like special episodes and interviewed some people and you know things like that. But for the most part, we've just uh, been plugging away at that big list of comic book movies that we created from the start. You know, 
So what's been your favorite so far? In terms of single just, episode or just some, like like a movie that you were like, I never heard about this hmm. or I never saw this. And you're like, wow, hmm. that was really good. Um, Let me think. Is there one? You know, uh, well, there were a few that like I had never seen the movie and was just uh, really surprised with. Um, oh, man, I just had it and it slipped away. Um, but a movie that I never liked was Blade Runner and then watched it for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I think I initially watched a different version of Blade Runner. And so mm-hmm. we ended up doing the final cut and I ended up loving that movie. Um, oh man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other example that was a similar situation where, oh, uh, I had never seen the shadow the Alec Baldwin, you know, the shadow oh, really? yeah, yeah. movie and watched it for the podcast. And I, I love that movie. Like it's, it's just a fun adventure movie, you know, it may did not you be do, a, go did ahead. you do dark man yet? <laughs> you know? So when we made the list, we just kind of left dark man off of it. Oh, and but you dark man. It's I an just, honorary comic book movie. <laughs> and, and didn't leave it off of it, off the list purpose, you know, purposely. I just didn't think about it when we made the list and I'm too anal retentive to be like, well, you know, now we're in the late nineties. Dark man came out in what? 94, maybe. Um, and so we just didn't go back and add it and do it. And I don't, you know, that's saying that that's kind of why we ended up doing uh, release order, you know, format um, because I couldn't fathom you know, sitting down to talk about Iron Man one through three. And then, you know, five years later, they come out with an Iron Man four. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really fit in our, you know, schedule. So, right. Yeah. I just decided to, to go chronological or, uh, you know, release order instead of by, by franchise or anything like that. So, really, like, you're, because you're doing it, you, you haven't done like special episodes where you're like, oh, Wakanda Forever came out. Let's talk about Wakanda Forever. You're no. waiting until you get to that point right. to do that. Yeah, we don't, you know, for a while we we tried to do, include comic book movie news in our episodes. But by the time we would record something and when that episode would release, you know, that news is weeks old and it's been covered mm-hmm. by, you know, hundred other shows and exactly yeah exactly so you know there was no reason for us to try and do current news and things like that like we talk about that news if it applied to what we were talking about and give our opinions that way but we you know weren't trying to break news or you know stop trying to cover news items that were you know as they happened more or less so I want to go back real quickly and talk about Star Wars because we haven't really talked about your interest in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Mostly centered around comic books, which I'm happy to. I love comic books. Yeah. Um, Star Wars fandom gets a bad rap a lot of the time. Mm. Um, For sure. Yeah. They're, they're a very aggressive fandom. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's not to say there's not aggressive elements in every fandom. There, there absolutely is. Star Wars, yeah. I think, gets the probably because star Wars is such a popular franchise that the, the light is shown on the aggressive side of the fandom probably more often than not. For sure. Is that a deterrent for you? Not really, because I don't engage with the fandom that much. I don't engage with other fans on 
a lot of this stuff. I, I tend to just kind of keep to myself. I'll talk to my friends about Star Wars and what we're excited about, but I don't really engage. Like I'll never go onto a, a message board or a Star Wars Facebook, you know, post and go into the comments and start an argument about this or that. Like I'm never going to do that because I don't want to engage with any of those people, you know, yeah. that are being obnoxiously aggressive about this or that. So it doesn't really affect me, you know. Um, but would you engage with it if you maybe saw like, here's the thing. I don't engage with the Star Wars fandom. I wouldn't, cons I consider myself a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Let's say, I don't know your feelings on, on this movie, so I'm just going to throw it out there. But like, The Last Jedi is a movie I really love. Sure. So when The Last Jedi, when when Star Wars account posts something about The Last Jedi, I know. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Right. Don't yeah. get in those comments because it's a, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's a minefield. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, is that kind of, is that why you're kind of, is that maybe a reason why you kind of pull back away from interacting with that fandom? Maybe a little bit, but I with you know specifically with the last jedi it's it's a great great example great movie to to talk about it with um i initially saw last jedi and i didn't like it you know yeah. and it just didn't set right with me and i noticed that the things i di i didn't like about it weren't the same things that people were yelling about on the internet you know sure. I, I didn't care that yeah, it seems like a lot of people were mad that Holdo took over the ship, and mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of the the you know fragile male ego stuff was a big reason for a lot of what people didn't like about it. None of that bothered me. You know, the stuff I didn't like was the pacing of the move, the the you know actual movie itself, the the pacing, mm -hmm. the you know going off on a side adventure with uh Finn and Rose to to go to a casino that looked like it belonged in a Harry Potter movie you know things like that those are my problems with last jedi but the stuff like the the Rey and Luke and Kylo storyline in that movie it's it's incredible i love those scenes yeah. um for the most part i now uh, upon rewatch and everything i really like most of last jedi I love what they're doing with Luke and and Ray and and Kylo. So that's all makes up for the stuff that I don't like the sure. the, the weird you know chase with uh, with with the other crew. Um, so I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. We did the show, um, gods, a very long time ago now. Um, well, we did a we did a crossover episode with another podcast called Downright Nerdy Podcast, which hasn't put out an episode in many years. We've we won, um, but <laughs> no, um, but uh, they came on and and we did a Star Wars episode. We did we went through every ep every movie, yeah, every Star Wars movie, and talked about them <laughs> in depth. And I when we got to the Last Jedi, I was ready. Like I know they don't like the Last Jedi. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. I was ready to put up hands. I was like, all yeah, right, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's go. And then they were like, oh, it was boring. And I'm like, mm. oh. I have no idea how to respond to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because like, I'm ready. If you want to be like, oh yeah, hold on maneuver stupid. I'll be like, no, it's not. But if you no, want to be great. like, yeah, the pacing of the movie sucked. I was like, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what? I got nothing there. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it was like, I, I didn't understand the people that were offended by, you know, the, it seemed like there were two sides yelling about last Jedi. And I was just kind of in the middle. Like I didn't like it for the other reasons. It has nothing to do yeah. with, you know, 
any any of this other stuff. It just I just didn't care for, you know, one aspect of the movie. But then because I'm a human being, I can rewatch it and change my mind. You know, I can like, you know, I can process it a different way next time. And, and you know, I'm not locked into a, you know, I, I didn't plant my I don't like last Jedi flag in concrete. You know, I just kind of, yeah. you know, wrote it down on a piece of paper and pen and, and crumpled it up and threw it away later. You know, well, what's so interesting about that is that one of the things that I think sucks about fandom discourse is that if you say, I don't like the last Jedi for this, this, and this, and this, you get lumped in with the people who don't like the last Jedi because right. they're racist and sexist. And that's that, why I didn't, that nuance really sucks. Yeah. That's why I didn't talk about last Jedi with anybody, you know, yeah. with my closest friend, uh, friends, I might've said, you know, yeah, I, I didn't like the casino planet stuff, like the specific stuff I didn't care for. But broad strokes, I would not say to anybody like, yeah, I don't I didn't like this movie because it would do that group of jerks who were, you know, trashing the movie for a completely different set of issues that they have. I do wonder if the Star Wars fandom has kind of pushed over the edge. I do think I do think fandom was always always on the trajectory mm -hmm. of the us versus them. Um, there's a, there's yeah. always been gatekeeping and fandom. There's always been. But. I think what happened was maybe the Star Wars fandom pushed, and to some extent, the Snyder cultists. I think to that extent, they those kind of extreme fandoms pushed everyone over the edge of like, actually, it is now just if you don't like it, you're on mm. our side, and if you like it, right. you're on their side, and there's no room here in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. And and for me, like now having the completed. Uh, sequel trilogy you know being able to look at the whole thing it really bothers me that you know jj abrams and uh was it jake kasdan who wrote the first wrote force awakens jonathan kasdan jonathan okay so they come up with force awakens right they make that movie and they make you know as typical JJ fashion, you know, he sets up things to come later. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, likes his little puzzle boxes. I love lost. So, you know, I'm, I'm was used to, to his, that, you know, him doing that sort of thing yeah. and which I love force awakens. And then Brian Johnson comes along and does, you know, the last Jedi. And I don't understand if I'm overseeing star Wars, how do you let a director come in and say, yeah, I'm going to change all this stuff. I'm going to say that Ray's parents don't matter. I'm going to trash the helmet. I'm going to do this, this, and this and change things and kill Snoke. Spoilers. You know, do all change. Seven years old you know, now. Right. I'm going to fundamentally change what was being set up by the first movie. And then... JJ comes back and they have to course correct some stuff. And I have to wonder how that happens, how there isn't someone, a group of people, a Kevin Feige type person, you know, who's overlooking the whole thing and seeing, you know, just a simple outline of what we want to happen in the first, second and third movie. And then you can tell that story in, in a, you know, in a, in a way that makes sense, but you can't 
I mean, I don't know. It's obviously I'm getting flustered about it. Like it. No, it's okay. How do you kill someone who seems to be the main villain, Snoke? You know, in the second movie. You know, because it doesn't seem like if JJ had made the second movie, he was going to kill that same character. You know, yeah, just seems like. And I I like Ryan Johnson. I like a lot of the stuff he's done. I don't have a problem with him. Um, I just have a problem with the overall storytelling. You know, why wasn't it looked at from, you know, uh, from further away and said, okay, this is where the whole trilogy should go. So I can explain this in two. I can explain this in two with two examples. J.J. Abrams had no plan. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, he he likes to set things he'll figure up, it out as he goes. Yeah, but he figures it yeah. out as he goes, and that's that's a problem. Um, right. And it became a problem specifically for the Force Awakens, and you can tell within the movie because Han Solo either knows who Rey is or doesn't, depending mm. on the scene. Yeah, and that's that's a big problem, and you yeah. don't really notice that. You don't really notice that when you're watching the movie. Only in hindsight do you're like, wait a second. In this scene, Harrison Ford knows who Rey is, and in this yeah. scene, he doesn't. Um, so implying, so at some scenes it's implying, sorry, there's a very loud car in my background. Yeah. So in some scenes, JJ Abrams is meant to imply that the legacy characters know that Ray is important and know what, he, what, what this character is meant to do. And right. in some scenes he doesn't because he doesn't know either. The other thing is, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get into a Kathleen Kennedy debate, by the way, sure. but, um, she is a, is a director's producer. Mm-hmm. She prefers she, this is this was her first time running a company and she very much came from the mentality that she had when she was just producing Steven Spielberg and George Lucas movies for 40 years. Yeah. I'm going to let you do what you want to do because that's mm. you, you are the director. I am going to make sure that you can execute your vision. Yeah. So JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson come in and she has that mentality. Unfortunately, she needs to oversee a trilogy and she wasn't yeah. quite prepared for that. Mm. I think that's kind of where the fault happened with the trilogy. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't lay the blame solely on any one person. And like I said, sure. I, I love the last Jedi. I think that movie is incredible, sure. but I understand that like that trilogy was not planned out and it mm-hmm. started, it started on if it's because of many different people. That is yeah. the reason why it wasn't planned out, but this is a, makes a lot of podcast. sense. Well. Um, I don't really talk about Star Wars that often, so that was kind of fun. Mm, Appreciate right on. it. Um, but I wanted to get, get a little bit more about your opinion of like, so less so about the Star Wars about Star Wars. Let's kind of listen to that for a minute. Let's um, like comic book fandom. Mm-hmm. There's very similar arguments happening within fandoms of um, uh, of of the right wing extremists kind of getting into fandom specifically to to curate hatred and okay. Trying to, um, uh, you know, like I always say, I always say this like this, um, and I have a point to this. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro, I don't mm-hmm. think cares about comic books once one bit. Sure, he decided to come in because there's an audience who wants to be angry, and he's manipulating them. Yeah, and and I think that started that that starts that starts there, and then goes to like geeks and gamers and people like that. But what I think has happened is if I say for example, oh, I don't like Riri Williams. Okay. I, I don't I don't find that character engaging. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I actually I kind of like her. She's sure. I've only read one comic she's in, so like, <laughs> right. whatever. Um 
I would be lumped. I would, I actually have a fear that I would be lumped in with them. Right. Because my issue with Riri Williams isn't necessarily that she is a black woman in the comic books. Of course. It's that I just don't think I've not read something that I've liked her in. Yeah. Whereas that puts me firmly in the middle, but we've split so far. We've split that divide Mm -hmm. so far. I think that makes fandom circles really difficult to navigate. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like, I just kind of feel like that, 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 that sucks. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I've, I've definitely had characters over the years that I'm like, yeah, I just don't like this character, but yeah. I don't want to say that because I don't want to seem insensitive or like, you know, someone I'm not, I it's, it's about the character themselves, not the color of the character, the rate, you know, any of the, the, those aspects. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just it just kind of goes to the point of like someone pushed us over the edge in fandom. Whether it be like I like I like I I maybe wrongly assumed Star Wars fans or the Snyder cultists or mm. someone pushed us over the edge in fandom to create fandom spaces that are really really difficult to navigate for people who do live in that kind of middle area like Fickner podcast for example is a very positive podcast we try to stay positive and sometimes we kind of we kind of like actually i don't like this and we Mm -hmm. explain why and we want to be sure that we're explaining that the reason why we don't like this reason is not because of the generic thing that you'll see on the internet it's because we're individuals and we have our own thoughts um and so like i think that that's i think that that's really an um a difficult place and the reason why i keep bringing this up is because for you fandom is a solitary experience for the most Um, part yeah and i feel like that may be kind of why like that's not maybe the the most right that's not the the only reason but it is part of the reason if i'm hearing right it's part of the reason the another reason is just i just i can get uncomfortable talking and in oddly enough like with a mic in front of me, you know, in a, in a zoom setting like this, I'm fine talking about comic books and things that I like, get me in the real world, talking to someone, you know, face to face about comic book stuff. I start to get nervous. I start to get clammy. I start to feel like if I talk too long, they're going to zone out. And, you know, I just, in real life, I just feel like I, I have a hard time connecting with people talking about this stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is, you know. So a lot of times, even in a, in a real one-on-one setting or a group setting, I'll tend to keep my thoughts to myself, you know, sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. So you've, in your podcast, though, um, to your podcast, what I talk about a lot on the show is safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think safe spaces are very important, especially in fandom. And that's yeah. the reason why I went off on the whole right wing tangent there is because your podcast is your safe space. For sure. And that's important to you, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's very important for people within fandom to find like-minded people mm-hmm. to find that place that they can do it. And so your podcast becomes a voice for you in a way it allows people to find you people like-minded people to find you um, which creates uh, which creates a, a, a positivity uh, around your fandom. Sure. Um, 
I don't really have a question there. I kind of lost it, but uh, no, the point stands. No, I and think I think, it's, uh, I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like using podcasting as a way to just to talk to people about things that I do like, you know, and, and sometimes I try not to think about, you know, I, I just want to go into it and talk about a comic comic book movie, you know, that right. sort of thing. Like, I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, try and solve any problems, you know, today. Yeah. Just, you know, just go and have fun. And, and that's kind of what it's about for me. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are real quick? Uh, not at all. I am 39. 39. I'm 32. Um, so we're kind of on the tail end of the same generation. Um, I think also what it is, is that you it sounds like you just kind of have this mentality of like, leave me alone. Let me just talk about the things I like. And not, and I try not to have that mentality in a grumpy way. You know, right. I don't want to be that. I don't talk about, don't talk to me about, you know, this or that. It's just, it's just kind of a, it's more of a keep yourself. I'm like a hobbit, you know, just, yeah, sure. just, just don't, you know, just keep your nose to your, you know, whatever whatever they say you know just just i just want to find your manners yeah just you know um just stay out of the world of the big folk you know just that kind of mentality with with some of this stuff and, and um and i find that if i do get into a conversation with someone i know personally and someone that doesn't have a a long history long knowledge of comic books and this and that and like I find that if I talking to this person and they start to get details wrong mm-hmm. of a character we're talking about or, or something that happened, then I start to get nervous. Like I don't want to correct this person. Oh, sure. Yeah. I know that they're wrong about this, but I don't want to be that guy. That's that is just, you know, going to take it over. And, and well, actually, you know, don't, don't want to be, be the that. well, actually guy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another reason I tend to just, if they tell me what they're excited about, I'll tell them what I'm excited about and I'll nod and, and just, okay. You know, I won't really engage with someone often in, in a real world setting, you know, with the, this type of stuff. Cause sometimes I just, I feel like I don't want to say the wrong thing and offend someone. Um, or like I said before, if I, if I start going, you know, on a, something I'm really excited about and, and getting into the, the nuts and bolts of it. I don't want them to get, you know, bored of what right. I'm talking about or just like, you know, I don't want someone to say, Hey, did you see that new uh, black Panther movie? You know? And then all they wanted was a yes or a no. And then I'm going on for, you know, right. 10 minutes, you know, that sort of thing. Is, oh, I, is 100%. I... I 100% understand that every, every single time I hang out with my friends who are the same type of nerd I am, I'm always like, why the hell did you talk so much, man? Yeah. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. It, I mean, it's different with like, and now like post COVID, I mean, my, and post being a podcaster, my friend groups have changed. You know, the people I talk to day in, day out are, you know, all on my phone, you know, it's in a, it's sure. in a Facebook chat room or not chat room, but a messenger, you know, thing that we've got with, you know, 15 people and we just talk to each other all day, every day. And we talk about the shows we watch, the movies we watched. And, and in that setting, I'm fine to engage with, with everybody because that is a safe space. You know, I can yeah. fully geek out with, with these people and not feel 
uncomfortable about it. So and your your podcast opened that door for you almost. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh that's kind of where the, the crux of the show of this show conversation is is the the your I believe I have a theory that I've been mostly proven right at this point that your um, that your fandom experiences fundamentally change after you start a podcast, um, and and in any in any yeah. way it could be yeah. it could be that you've met new people you mm-hmm. or that you talk to more people or that you talk to less people, but like I do think that a podcast is such an interesting, um, especially a fandom podcast, something yeah. that's geek centered has a really interesting way of altering perception of fandom spaces. Yeah. And becoming a safe space. I think anyway, there's a kind of a, a funny, I think it's a funny story that I like to tell is it's when my wife and I were, we might've been married at this point. I'm not really certain, but for Christmas, she got me a Marvel, you know, not even an MCU, but just a Marvel trivia game i think it was trivial pursuit specific Mm -hmm. you know brand but marvel version of that and she gave it to me and i was like awesome i have no one to play this with you know (laughs) and she kind of thought about it i was like oh yeah you know and like for maybe 20 minutes you know we had fun she you know would pull random cards out of the box and and quiz me on on this or that you know whatever the cards were but yeah, I mean, eventually it went to Goodwill because I it was a game that I had no one to play with, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I just didn't have a circle of friends at the time that I could do something like that with. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I I I like the idea of fandom as a solitary activity. Um, mm. It's it's some it's an idea that's appealed to me. This is actually the second episode, almost in a row, that this has happened, okay. um, where I've talked to someone with a, a solitary fandom. Mm. um mentality and it, it's something that that appeals to me a lot right now because of my mm. own feelings of fandom spaces yeah. which are primarily negative um <laughs> yeah and i'm i don't know if you we're in the same same um pod mates group i've mentioned the pod yeah. mates group on um on other episodes but i don't know if you noticed but i'm very active on the internet um yeah I see and your I name should, in that group a lot, you know. Yeah, I shouldn't be, man. I shouldn't be. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's that is pretty much everything I have for you, and we're okay. Almost at an hour, which I did promise this would take a little less than an hour. Yeah, that flew um, by. I really appreciate you doing this. I like to give the floor to you now. Plug anything you want, all your shows, your social medias. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so let's start at the beginning, I, I suppose. Uh, real Comic Heroes, that's real with two E's. Again, it's a comic book movie review podcast. So search Real Comic Heroes, you'll find us wherever we're at. Um, then you, if you want to go and check out the Movie by Minutes thing, you know, first off, check out moviesbyminutes.com. And there you will find the completed Watchmen Minute, 186 minutes of the director's cut, where we just you know, really deep dived into that movie. And then we also did a follow-up, like uh, one episode per episode of the HBO Watchmen series. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can check out uh, Marvel Events Timeline if you're interested in going back to the start of Marvel. You know, let's just search Marvel Events Timeline. You know, it's not a very old podcast. We've done um, 
maybe half, uh, maybe a dozen episodes at this point, and it is on hiatus. And we're, we're kind of my my podcasting partner on that show had to step away from podcasting, so I'm kind of in a, in a transition period where I'm going to kind of look for a new uh, co-host and then get the ball rolling on that show again. But in the meantime, I'm working on my next movies by minutes show, which is again, minute of thieves where I'll be going through the 1991 Robin hood, Prince of thieves one minute at a time. And that, cool. that show is in, like I said, it's in pre-production. I don't have a, a launch date for that show yet, but it will be coming soon ish. Very cool. Any yeah. social medias? Um, just, uh, the podcast ones. You, you just, search the name of the podcast you'll find them um for me personally i don't really post that much on again i you know i kind of stay away from twitter personally i'll use it for shows and same with instagram i'll use it for the podcast i don't really engage much uh personally in those places so okay leave leave me alone (laughs) that'll be the uh that'll be the end of the episode leave me alone um I really appreciate you doing this. This was really great. I'm really glad we got to talk. Um, I, I've Likewise. seen you in, seen you in the Podmates group before, and I was honestly surprised that we haven't done this already. So, right. Um, I thought you were uh, going to be British. I, you know, like I said in the, in the in our chats before the show, I thought you were in the UK, and you know, that completely. Uh, you know, I'm from sunny California, yeah, which right apparently on. rained today. I didn't know that. Anyway, um, so thank you again so much. Um, I hope you had a good time. And I'm going to let my future self play us out. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Thank you, past me, as always. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing it. Uh, You can check out all of Travis's socials and shows in the description below. Thank you again, Travis. I was happy to have you on. And I hope we can get together to collab again. I I know you've been asking me about something, and I'm so sorry I haven't followed up. Um, That's on me. Things just kind of really rough in my life right now. Um, but I do want to collab with you again. It was a great conversation. Um, I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you about all this. Um, so I, I, it will happen. It will happen, my friend. Um, but it's my turn now. I told you to hear me again. Conversation is part of the fake nerd podcast family of podcasts, which hosts a ton of other shows, some of which are being impacted due to the strike. So make sure if you're interested to check out our website to find out which ones. Uh, There are a few shows in the pipeline that you can keep track of. There are a few shows in the pipeline that you can keep track of through our website and YouTube page or if you subscribe to our various audio feeds. But of course, you can check out Fickner Podcast, which is a general pop culture show. Uh, you can join us live every other Sunday morning or listen and watch it after. We had to move to a bi-weekly format because, there's, because we're not talking about movies and TV news. There's just not a lot to talk about every week now. So as soon as the strikes are over, we will get back to a regular schedule and all of our shows will be back. But we are in full support of these strikes, and I hope you guys are too. Links to everything we do can be found on our social media and on our new website. Uh, we also have a Patreon and a Tee Public store. Uh, the Tee Public store, where you can find the Conversation logo. Um, you know, it's there. I've mentioned it a few weeks past. Um, so you can get merch with this new logo on it. Please buy some merch, guys. It's good merch. Like, you know, I wear it. That doesn't say anything. I'm a shill for my own stuff. But thank you to Mike Matola for making that logo and allowing me to put it up there. Lastly, please give this show, Conversation, some love on social media, at Conver underscore station. 
I really love putting the show together, and I'm grateful so many people have reached out to me to tell me they like it. The response to the season has been very good. Um, I'm very proud of how the season has gone, and I'm very happy that so many people have enjoyed it. Uh, But please leave a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice if you could. Uh, Also, if you'd like to be on the show or send me questions or letters or things, that is conversationpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate all of that. Okay, as always, I'll call it there, though. Uh, Thank you for the support, as always. I can't believe we're starting to get close to the end. Yeah. In two weeks' time, I'll release episode nine. There's only 13 episodes this season. Nine, uh, yeah. Almost done, guys. I'm. I hope you're as sad as I am. But don't worry, season three is coming. But I haven't recorded that one yet, so just have season two to get through first. Episode nine will feature Mark Reed from the Creative Psychopath podcast. That was a fun conversation, guys. I, I I'm looking forward to you guys hearing that one. Uh, here's a clip. I'm. I've never been in a toxic horror fan group. I've never come across toxic horror fans. Yeah. Uh, and I, the only thing that people often argue about is um well a there's a lot of people who think that everything that was made in the 80s was good and everything that is made now is is not good um but it it's it it feels like there's a lot less of oh you can't like that because of this it's just like oh this is what i like and if you like that stuff fine but i'm gonna stick with freddie um (laughs) which is which is fine um, you know, there's a lot of movies now that come out that are like divisive, like Hereditary, for example, which a lot of people agree is probably the best horror movie to be made in recent times. But other people find it to be incredibly dull, and because sure. because you know not a lot happens. All right, guys. Until next time, stay true to the fan in you.